This episode, we're feeling into the upcoming full moon, a wash in Cancer's emotional yet deeply healing waters. As our very first full moon for 2023, this moon has the potential to really set the frequency and clear and heal some of the most tender places which have been keeping you blocked. It's a big, beautiful energy, a very powerful energy, this full moon. And together, we're going to dive in and learn why. Let's do it. Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Weaving the Wild podcast. In this space, we are reclaiming and remembering the wildish wisdom and knowledge that lies deep within our bones and reconnecting to those parts of ourselves that are both ancient and familiar. We talk about it all, awakening our collective wildness and dropping back into our bodies, honoring our cyclical rhythms, connecting to our roots, embracing our intuitive nature and living embodied within the feminine. I'm Rachel Hodgins and I'm honored to be walking this path beside you. Let's dive in. The Cancer Full Moon will take place on Saturday, January 7th at 10.07am Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Things are about to feel very, very tender, inside and out. As the moon reaches her fullness within her home sign of Cancer, we're called to swim within the tender and emotionally charged waters of these two intuitive and emotional powerhouses. Cancer is ruled by the moon, it's her ruling planet. Together they stir our emotional body, they shed light on the interior world. Cancer is sensitive, empathic, highly intuitive and deeply, deeply caring. She is the mother of the zodiac. She comes to nourish and nurture you. She comes to remind you how deeply you yearn to be cared for, to have your needs be met, to feel safe, loved, nourished and secure. As a water sign and being innately concerned with matters of feeling and emotion, cancer in particular teaches us how to feel safe within our emotions. In her highest vibration, cancer is deeply connected to her emotions. She knows how to engage with them in order to feel and trust and intuit her path forward. But she also knows how to feel and engage with them in a healthy way in a way that serves her. Cancer teaches us how to hold the most tender parts within ourselves without getting washed away or knocked over by the strength of our emotions. She teaches us how to lean in rather than retract, to soften rather than harden. One of the most important ways that she does this is by showing us how important it is to care for ourselves to see that our needs are met, to nourish and nurture ourselves so that our nervous systems are able to meet with any emotion that arises without locking into fight or flight. When our minds and bodies perceive a feeling or emotion as a threat, we lock down and step into a stress response and this immediately cuts us off from actually feeling the emotion, right? And therefore processing and being able to move beyond it. When we actively tend to our bodies and our minds, our needs, right? When we actively make time for the things which soothe our nervous system and help us feel nourished and nurtured, we are in a more receptive and resilient space. We're more likely to be able to meet with a challenging emotion and remain grounded. Cancer teaches us that self-care isn't a luxury. It is the way that we nourish ourselves on multiple levels in order to be able to hold the resiliency to move through life with all of its emotional waves. So creating the safety to feel an emotion 
is really important in order to be able to access the deep, deep healing that is available to us under this full moon. We're going to talk about what that healing is and what it might look like in a second. But first, I just want to put a pin in this point. This full moon, Cancer opens the floodgates for us to heal some really deep stuff, some core wounds, you might say. But that comes after her first teaching. Care for yourself. Mother yourself. Learn what your needs are and see that they are met. So the first layer that will be illuminated this full moon is where your needs are feeling unmet and undernourished. That first step is to really pause and drop in. Be honest with yourself. Where are you feeling unmet, unfulfilled, unsatisfied in your needs? Then once you land upon those needs, ask yourself, what is it that's stopping or blocking or hindering me from being able to have this need being met? And I find it helpful to kind of look at this in two parts. First, we can look at how am I stopping myself from experiencing this need being met? And then second, what external factors and forces are standing between me and this need being met? So in relation to the first one, consider how you stop yourself from receiving, right? Do you reject support or nourishment from others? Or do you place things between you and this need? Whatever it is, whether it be an energetic or a literal need. Are you unpracticed in asking for what you need? Do you leave this need as unseen and unvoiced? So what is your relationship to asking and receiving and how might this block be, I suppose, something within you? The second thread here is witnessing the external factors in your life that are getting in the way of this need being met. So commitments and responsibilities, not enough time partners and friends and family who are demanding from you but not necessarily returning the favor or who are withholding the support that you need or maybe you know they're just unavailable they're not able to give you what you need due to their own shit that's going on so some examples here might be you know you you would love to be able to just get home and take 20 minutes to yourself after work just to be able to ground and just be in stillness And you could ask your partner to get dinner going so that you don't have to walk through the door and dive straight into cooking, but you don't feel like you can ask for that. You don't feel like you can voice the desire to have 20 minutes to yourself when you get home. So that might be an inner resistance to asking and therefore receiving. And that resistance within you is what's stopping that need being met. Another example of more external factors might be your busy schedule, right? The the way that your time is filled and claimed by all these things outside of you, commitments, social events, running your kids to all the extracurricular activities, carrying the responsibility for running the household, errands down the street, your work, not to mention like you know, holding space for all of the people in your life, being there for them and their needs. We have a tendency to place all of these things, every single one of them, before our own needs. Time to yourself sounds like a luxury. A bath with bubbles sounds like an extra treat. Denying somebody your time because you're committing it to your own learning or creativity or nourishment or your rest, well, we tell ourselves that that would be selfish. So take note this full moon where you feel emotion coming up. Don't push it down and don't rush through it. Dig a little deeper and ask yourself, how is this emotion that is arising right now Reflecting back a need of yours that's not currently being met in the situation. And then see how this moon illuminates why that is. Is there something inside that is causing you to stop and block that? Or is this need being inhibited by external forces? 
This is a full moon to tend to whatever is standing in the way of your own needs being met so that you can be fully nourished and nurtured. Another way you might look at it is by looking at the need that isn't being met <laughs> and, and asking yourself, how can I claim and gift this nourishment to myself? In other words, how can I take responsibility and ownership over this need and give it to myself? And then also asking yourself, what can I do to call in the support from others? Can I communicate my needs more? What is it that others can do that can either directly nourish me or that supports me in a way that allows me to then tend to myself? Okay, so cancer teaches us to care for ourselves, to nourish and nurture ourselves, to draw upon our own inner mother and to love ourselves fiercely enough to ensure that all of our needs are met and we are well nourished. Now we go a little deeper. Cancer rules the fourth house of the zodiac, which is the house of the home, the family, lineage and belonging. Because she's ruled by the moon, there's also a strong feminine energy about this. So our maternal lineage, the mother line and our red thread are also highlighted within this energy. But the energetics around belonging and home with a capital H are what's likely to be really highlighted this full moon. Home in this sense is so much more than just our physical dwelling, although that can come into focus as well under Cancer's, Cancer's beautiful motherly gaze. You might find yourself working through things around your location, where you live, the house you live in, you know, creating a home. You might feel, you know, even called to declutter and to tend to your home. And being a full moon, you might notice some tension, I suppose you might say, around this, as well as around matters of family. Family dynamics can be really heightened. In fact, they almost certainly will be. Cancer seeks safety, remember? And we talk about this on an emotional level. She seeks a secure container in order to feel safe in her emotions. And this, this starts internally. You know, we can be this safe container that lovingly holds space for our interior world, our, our inner feelings. But this also then feeds into how safe and held we feel in our home and our family environment, especially as the level of safety that we have around our feelings and our emotions usually stems from how held and how encouraged we were as children to express our emotions. Our sense of emotional safety is rooted in how connected we are to a sense of belonging and how lovingly nurtured we were growing up. So often, if there are places where this was lacking in our lives, we continue these patterns as adults and we can unconsciously kind of perpetuate the same story and the same wounds, including our relationship to feeling, you know, to engaging with and expressing our emotions. All that to say, our relationship to our family is quite complex, you know, <laughs> you don't all know it, but our relationship to and the, the dynamics within our family are likely to also be heightened this full moon. Our relationships to the people in our family are likely to be kind of illuminated and lit up this full moon. And the, the opportunity, I suppose, within this is to be able to witness i suppose what is being put under the spotlight and what is revealing itself in particular around our emotions and how acceptable i suppose they have been and what kind of dynamics that has created within our sense of of belonging and home so cancer ruling the fourth house of the home which can be reflected in matters around our literal home and dwellings as well as family dynamics this energy also draws us deeper still into the roots of our ancestry and lineage the fourth house is also known as the house of origins this can be our bloodline as well as our homeland 
many of the shadows and the areas coming up and being illuminated this full moon are likely to have their roots deep within your lineage and are tied up around wounds of belonging, connection, and a sense of place or lack thereof, and safety. Belonging, connection, safety. Those are some key words to feel into. This is a moon where ancestral wounds and patterns can arise to the surface. In fact, I mentioned roots, yeah? Cancer is all about the roots in more ways than one. Where do our roots lead us home, right? So these are our roots of origin, the origin of your wounds, your ancestral origin, where you come from, the immediate family that you were born into, right? And where they come from. There is origin of place, where you live now, the land that you call home, the land you grew up upon, and your homeland. So the origin of your ancestors and the land that they called home. And speaking of places of origins, this also calls us back to the womb, our first home. This full moon in Cancer is really likely to ripple through those watery depths of the womb our source, the origin point, and also the carrier of lineage. Generations come from the womb. And here we can see how mother comes back into the picture, right? All of this is woven within the threads of belonging, within the threads of life and source and origins. All of this is our connection to mother which is to say source. The way we are or the way we feel held, woven, embraced by this world in a way that is deeper than words. It is felt. It is known in the body. Just like a child who rushes to its mother's lap, you know, they don't need to know the words or the concepts or why they feel this way. They don't have to understand. They simply know. They feel it. Mum holds me. Mum is home. I am home. We can take this very literally, a connection to our mother and the archetype of the mother And it goes deeper still into our relationship to the earth and source and how willing we are to trust that we are held by the energy of the great mother. I told you right from the top, (laughs) things are about to get very tender. And that's because the aspects that cancer governs in our lives are some of the most tender. They're some of the most tender places within our hearts. Our deep connection to the roots that tie us to mother, to source, is the difference that we have between how alone we feel or how truly held we feel. And this can show up in the most mundane as well as the most magical ways. You know, it it can show up in how likely we are to ask for help, you know, the help that we need or whether we just go it alone and we tell ourselves there is no help. There is no one who's going to come and take care of me. It shows up in how we interpret and experience life happening to us. Again, whether we believe that we are just broken and can never be saved, or that no matter the turbulence, that we are safe and we will be okay in the grand scheme of all things. So when cancer comes to us, she comes awash with the Divine Mother's love. She is the homecoming, the deep sigh, the space to let go of the hardness, the facade. She is the embrace that tells us we are perfect and we're safe to simply be. This full moon stirs a lot. There is a lot of depth and nuance to this moon in terms of how you experience and kind of what will come up for you. And that's because, as we've said, cancer rules the interior Our interior world, it is deeply personal. What I can say though, is that cancer will guide you through your emotions. It is your emotions that will reveal everything you need to know this full moon. 
even if you feel yourself up in your head a lot and thinking all of the thoughts, drop deeper and tune into how those thoughts make you feel. How you feel reveals so much more. It holds the truth always. What are you feeling and what is that feeling telling you? What message is it delivering under the tender light of this full moon? There is deep, deep healing ready and available this moon. You just need to be willing to be within your body and stay there. Don't run away. Don't just scratch the surface and then run off to Pilates or running all the street errands or scrolling Instagram or, you know, all the school drop-offs and making dinner and things or whatever, you know. I mean, obviously, I know some of these things need to be done. I'm not saying don't do them. They can still be important. But just be mindful, I suppose, that's what I'm saying. Be mindful of how quickly you fill up your time and focus on everything other than you. Notice how easily you leave very little time to be still and then turn inward. To step back from the hustling world and step into your interior world. This moon, it is so important to give yourself lots of space to feel. To let those emotions stir and rise and then spill forth so that you can witness them. And just for the record, I've got to say... Numbness is a feeling too. Lack of sensation is still sensation. And that holds so much information. So if you struggle to spend time turning inward for this sort of self-inquiry work, because it seems like nothing comes and you just feel numb, that is all the more reason to hold the space, my love. Be the stable container. Be that loving mother. Let yourself know that you are there and you will hold you through whatever comes, whenever it is ready. Now, a quick note on Cancer's shadow, which will also be highlighted this full moon. A full moon reflects back to us where we're attaching to the lower vibrations of a sign. So in the case of Cancer, this shadow is obviously going to be centered around our emotions, right? The mantra for Cancer is literally, I feel and we will experience its shadow through either attachment or detachment to our emotions so the first shadow attachment is the tendency to over identify with our emotions rather than simply just feeling them and letting them move through and beyond us we cling to them and we make them part of our identity we make them mean something about us Or we just get so wrapped up in the emotion that we can't tell where the feeling ends and we begin. We're overwhelmed by it. Cancer's shadow of attachment also manifests as an attachment to other people in order to gain emotional stability. So we make others responsible for our own emotional well-being. Rather than having the skills to anchor ourselves and remain grounded, even when big feelings show up, We feel overwhelmed and we look for someone else to hold us through it instead. This shadow also leads us towards things like codependency. You know, that I can't live without you. You make me happy or I need you to make me feel better. We feel lost and anxious when we're on our own. In fact, this can trigger us even further because the shadow of cancer means that we do not feel safe to be left alone with our emotions. So this shadow can see us spilling our emotions out onto others and expecting them to hold the weight for us because we don't know how. Cancer's attachment shadow is a lack of boundaries between our inner world and our outer. We don't know how to engage with our emotions and so they just run rampant. This blurred line can also see us taking on too much from other people. So it's when we don't hold that clear emotional boundary between ourselves and other people that we see these two extremes, I suppose, that can happen. It can lead us to oversharing and, again, spilling our emotions out onto other people and over-receiving. We can take on the responsibility of other people's emotional well-being. 
and we get confused between what is ours to feel and what is theirs to feel. So be mindful of oversharing or dumping your emotions onto others this full moon and also aware of when others are doing this to you. Remember, we're all experiencing the same moon. These energies are weaving through everyone in your life, whether they know it or not. And that's not to say you can't vent if you need to. Just make sure that the person that you're speaking to really has the capacity to hold space for you right now. Check in with them, you know, and if they don't, it doesn't automatically make them a bad person or mean that they don't like you. They might just be dealing with enough of their own stuff, you know, without taking on yours as well. And so they are practicing emotional boundaries. So that's attachment. The flip side to Cancer's shadow is detachment. And this is Cancer's tendency to harden around matters of emotion. So we have these two extremes here. On the one hand, there is this complete lack of boundaries, the overspilling and projection of our emotions, right? We have no line between our outer and inner world. And then there can be this detachment, completely shutting off and shutting away our emotions. So think of the crab, which is the symbol of cancer. It has this hard outer shell that protects its tender insides. The shell is the boundary that separates the inner world from the outer world. It's the line between ourselves and other. And that's great. You know, this, this boundary is necessary. The shadow of detachment comes about when rather than feeling overwhelmed and having its emotions ricochet everywhere, cancer instead deems it safer to just build a wall, an extra thick shell, and lock its emotional center away. That's why you might meet some cancers in your life who seem really cold or distant. They seem to lack the ability to show any emotion or to hold space for anyone else's emotion. It's not that they don't feel or that they're not sensitive. Far from it. In fact, it's usually because cancer signs are so sensitive. They're some of the most sensitive hearts out there in the world, I promise you. But they've learned, whether through specific traumatic events or, you know, often it's that they were just never truly shown or taught how to hold and feel their emotions, particularly as children. And so they've learned that their emotions aren't safe, that these big emotions that they feel can lead to wobbly ground <laughs> and overwhelm, a loss of anchor. And they find themselves out at sea in an ocean of feelings that they just don't know what to do with. So they separate themselves from emotion. Detachment is cancer's coping mechanism in order to be able to function in a world that would otherwise overwhelm it. So tip for anyone with cancers in their life, especially if you are a parent to a cancerian child, emotional safety is going to be absolutely key for emotional intelligence and cancer's feelings are meant to be felt they feel in a big way let them learn to feel you know and let them do so in a way where they feel safe and held i have seen some of the most beautiful like simultaneously heart-wrenching and heart-belting moments <laughs> um, like i have there is a little cancer baby in my life and they can throw the most spectacular emotional waves, huge releases, <laughs> like moments of decompression, right? And in the midst of it all, they'll be saying, go away, go away. And their mama has just gently knelt beside them and said, I'm not going to leave you, baby. I'm just going to stay right here next to you. She doesn't tell them to stop crying. She doesn't pick them up and move them and put them in their room and she certainly doesn't leave them because she knows that is the last thing that they really want and need and there always comes this point when the crying and the wailing wanes a little bit where their little hand just reaches out and she takes it that right there is the foundation of emotional safety for a little two or three year old, right? To know that they are loved and that they are always safe, that mother holds them. 
even amid the height of their emotions. They can reach out whenever they need, whenever they need. And she will be their anchor to bring them home. But I digress a little bit, (laughs) just a little bit. Essentially, the shadow of cancer's energy is rooted within how safe we feel to feel our emotions and the way that we either attach or detach in response. So these shadows will be woven into everything that's coming up right now under this full moon in cancer. In her highest vibration, Cancer is a deeply emotional being. As I said earlier, she knows how to feel. She knows how to relate and engage with the range and depths of her emotions. And this becomes her superpower. When she is attuned to how she feels, that is when she hears the voice of her intuition. She trusts her feelings. She knows that they speak truth to her. They reveal what is in alignment and what is not. They send the message when something isn't right and something needs tending to. They signal what and where her next steps are to be taken. But we've got to feel them first, right? We can't bypass the feeling and just jump ahead. This full moon, Cancer wants you to get to the roots to shed light on the most tender wounds of all, the ones that stop you from feeling, the ones that sever your connection to your interior self because you have not felt safe and secure and held on some deeper level. She asks you to witness where your needs are going unmet because you feel unsafe to even feel and then acknowledge them. She asks you to see where the line between your inner and outer world, your emotional boundaries, is too thin and prone to spilling forth or maybe even taking on others more than you ought to. Or where that line has become too hardened, a hardened shell that stops the flow entirely. We don't let the outside in and we don't let the inside out. We don't let the world touch us. And finally, cancer may also reveal to you how all of this might be rooted in patterns and threads woven within your lineage. How your conditioning around your emotions, your safety, your sense of belonging and receiving and having your needs met can be learned experiences that have been passed down generationally. This full moon might even reveal the origin of that wound and where it all started. It's all there. It's all on offer, this full moon, to be seen and most importantly, felt. Let cancer show you and let her hold you tenderly as you wade through the waters. Let's look at some ways to work with this full moon a little more. Number one, self-care. I know I've been banging on about it, but I'm going to put it here as well. How can you channel your inner mother and love on yourself? How can you take care of yourself as a mother would? And I do feel that this moon is is calling us to take care of our body in a very real, practical way. Our body is the vessel that holds us through our entire life. Our body is the home that we take with us everywhere, right? And it's difficult to even imagine creating and embodying our dreams and our deepest desires if our body is not coming along for the ride. So if we feel sluggish or sore or unwell, just not thriving, that impacts the energy that we show up with each and every day. It impacts how we contribute to and co-create our reality. All that to say... Take extra loving care of yourself under this full moon. Give yourself all the nourishment. Run yourself a bath. Use your extra fluffy towels. Cook yourself wholesome, yummy meals, ones that feel like home, right? Meditate, journal, breathe. Take yourself for a peaceful walk or just curl up with a book. Care for yourself. Love on yourself and just focus on the things that feel good. Self-care is essential for our emotional resiliency. It is not a luxury. 
Number two is connect with water. Water is deeply associated with cancer, obviously. And as human beings and just living creatures on this earth, it is what we are primarily made of. Water is a sacred element. It holds so much nourishment and wisdom. Water holds memory. So I really encourage you to connect with the element of water over this full moon. And there are so many ways you can do this. You might do a bath or a shower ritual. You might even like to add some of my moon bathe soaks, which are ritual soaks that have been imbued with the new or full moon energy and crafted with beautiful herbal allies that speak to the new or full moon energy or a foot soak for that matter. If you don't have a bath, you know, you can go to sacred water, go to wild water, swim within it or just sit near it. Listen, like really listen. To what she whispers to bless or consciously consume your water is to hold a sense of reverence for it to witness and acknowledge that the water is alive water is most ancient and it has cycled through this world in more iterations than you could possibly conceive it knows things it holds so much information and stories and energy and you are about to drink it. It holds a very special power and reference. So many ways that you can connect with water. There is also a beautiful water release ritual that is included this month within the Cosmic Weavings membership. So if you've already signed up to Cosmic Weavings, you'll find that ritual just after the, the full moon deep dive. Okay, number three is womb work. I mentioned earlier that the womb is a powerful place to work with this full moon. Not only is the womb the source of life, each and every one of us originate from the womb. Our mother is our first country, I think the saying goes. But the womb is also a holder of emotion. It holds not only our stories and emotions, especially around safety and power, which are heavily interwoven within the energy of this moon, but it also holds the stories and emotions of the women who came before us. Our mother line, our red thread. In other words, the feelings, the conditioning, trauma and experiences of our mother and her mother and her mother and so on, that if you know these things haven't been lovingly processed and healed, they will continue on, handed down generationally from womb to womb to womb, right? The womb holds deep emotional threads within our feminine lineage, as well as our own emotional experiences in life. So you might feel called to work with the energies of this full moon through the sacred terrain of the womb space. And you can do this in a really practical way, like, Clearing and releasing is not all energetic. Like it can be very tangible. This release work could be really physical release within the womb and the pelvic bowl. And just on that as well, like you don't have to have a physical womb to explore womb work. There is of course the physical organ, like the uterus. And we also have the womb space, which is the energetic center within our body. So I, I hope you can really feel into this. I'm speaking physically here, yes, because emotions are stored in our bodies, which are physical. And I'm speaking energetically as the womb space is an energetic center, whether you have a physical womb or not, right? So some practices that you might like to explore this full moon are things like heart and womb breathing. So connecting the heart space to the womb, both powerful, energetic and emotional centers in our body. Emotion will rise when you do this. Johnny uh, steaming as well. I, I actually think this might be an especially beautiful practice and ritual this full moon as it's also drawing on the element of water, right? Yoni steaming is an incredible ally for emotional release. I have a whole episode about Yoni steaming 101, which I will link in the show notes for you as well. And then we have womb massage, 
very similar in its effects really to you know similar to yoni steaming it's tending to and softening the tissues so opening the flow and releasing anything that is stuck there i actually have a handful of bottles left of my sacred womb oil and for that matter i also have my yoni steam packs which you can find on my website so i will link them below if you're looking for for those and finally I would highly recommend downloading my free womb clearing guide. It has seven of my favorite womb clearing and connection practices, as well as a deeper dive into the womb energetics and why clearing and releasing is so powerful and important. Right, number four is reflect rather than vent. There's a lot going on. There is some really powerful energies weaving together and feeding into this full moon we have chiron the wounded healer that's activated under this full moon so this is bringing an extra emphasis on wounding and healing your core wounds are being illuminated but as we work with this energy and we're shedding another layer this is the space where we can alchemize our wounds into gifts Chiron represents our deepest wound, which then becomes our greatest medicine and gift to the world. We've also got Mars and Mercury in retrograde, which you may have already heard about. And this, you know, this will be the case for the next week or two. This isn't just for the full moon, but the energy is really slowing things down and drawing us inward. There is less of an invitation to take action at the moment. Rather, it's a time for reflection which is something I invite you to really feel into in the context of this full moon. In particular, I, I want to touch on Mercury retrograde because while we may have a lot of the feels come up this full moon, it may not be the time to outwardly express everything that's coming up. It's just a time to look at what is coming up, right? If we do start expressing, words may be misconstrued or misinterpreted. So that doesn't mean don't talk about your needs or your feelings. Just be extra clear and conscious if you do. And otherwise, maybe wait for the, the waves to settle and for clarity to really form over the coming weeks. Retrograde energy calls us to look within, revise, reassess, reflect, and just see where we need to readjust and realign. And Mercury is retrograding through Cancer's opposing sign of Capricorn. So there is a lot of Cap energy right now. We've got the sun in Capricorn, so we're in Capricorn season. Mercury obviously retrograding there. So we dove into Capricorn energy a lot more in the last new moon episode. So feel free to, to, to feel into that one if you haven't listened already. It's still super relevant for the next few weeks. But essentially Capricorn and Cancer form this axis within the wheel of the zodiac. It's the axis of our inner world and our outer world. Cancer rules the home and Capricorn rules our work and reputation, the legacy we leave. It is our energy out in the world, yeah? These two energies are playing together right now and the full moon creates tension. In particular, it's reflecting back to us where our alignment to any of Cancer's shadows are blocking us from embodying the highest expression of Capricorn in our lives. But back to the original point, <laughs> this, this may not be a time for direct action or expression. It is a slow and deeply introspective kind of energy. It wants us to look inward, to go slow, to slow right down, in fact, to tend to ourselves through self-care, through self-nourishment, and to allow things to come up to give them space to rise so that clarity can then settle once they do. It may not be immediate. You know, you might, you might even need to, to wait a couple of weeks before the, the answers themselves start to land. But what is being stirred up to the surface this full moon, it's all part of it. It's all important. Just be present. Hold yourself through it as tenderly as you can and let the gold reveal itself in its own good time because it will. And finally, number five is to set your home frequency for the year. Our home frequency is the energy or the frequency that we naturally energetically return to. It is our baseline. 
It's where our energy sits when we're not conscious of it. Sometimes when we aren't tending to ourselves, especially our emotional and energetic selves, our frequency can drop. Let's just say our home frequency starts to snap to anxiety or stress or rage or grief. And that's where we find ourselves when we're not really thinking about it. We're not conscious of our energy. Because this full moon comes to us right at the start of a new year, you know, we're one week into 2023, guys. Oh my God. This is a really powerful time to think about your home frequency, where it currently sits and what you would like it to be, right? Are they one and the same? If not, you can use the light of this full moon to illuminate the aspects of your life that feed your current home frequency, the one you wish to maybe shift. So if your frequency is currently snapping to anxiety, for example, is that anxiety being fed by your work or a relationship in your life? The function of the full moon is to shed light on what it is that's blocking our path towards alignment, the things that are throwing us off and distracting us, right? So what is that? And how can you tend to these areas of your life? What are you called to release? under this full moon and in turn consider the energy that you do want your home frequency to be moving forward into this year how do you want to feel what's the vibrational baseline that you wish to live your life by is it love gratitude peace trust what is your desired home frequency and what are the things that can help you cultivate that feeling? What can you do that brings you into alignment with that frequency? These are the things that we want to be doing each and every day, right? If there is an energy that you want more of in your life, it is time to call it in and cultivate it. And this full moon can show you where you can actually make space in your life, what you can clear out in order to begin cultivating more of that true aligned home frequency of yours. Alrighty, my loves. I feel like that was a lot. <laughs> we just we just went deep. We covered a lot of ground. How are you feeling? How's this resonating? Feel free to listen back through even if you need to. Honestly, there is so much to the energy of this moon. I feel like I've hardly scratched the surface. But all you really need to know, all you need to do is hold space for yourself and feel your way through it. Slow down. Draw upon your inner mother, love and nurture yourself deeply. Hold yourself, hold space for yourself as though through the eyes of the divine mother. It's okay if the emotion is intense, you can feel it. It's okay if it's raw or uncomfortable, it will pass. Emotion is just energy. Energy wants to move. It doesn't stay still. That's not its nature, right? So it's only uncomfortable when we try to push it down or cling to it. Either way, we're stopping its flow. Ride the waves, my friend. And honestly, that is how I find cancer's energy feels for most people. It might come like one big crashing wave down upon you. That's not unheard of. But more often than not, I find that it comes in waves and it comes like we, we find our emotions coming in waves. They rise and fall. This is why some people can say a cancer full moon can feel like an emotional roller coaster because we are up and down. One minute we're fine and then the next we just want to burst out crying. <laughs> like Tears can come readily and seemingly out of nowhere. But it's because our hearts are in the spotlight under Cancer's full moon beam. So we're naturally more sensitive. The barriers that we hold up, they become thinner. And so we might find we have less resilience. You know, we're a little bit more reactive. But yeah, this energy tends to move through us in waves. This big increase and then the decompression. Emotions rise quickly and then retreat. So long as we're feeling them and allowing them to move. I hope that this episode has been helpful. I hope it's been a balm to your heart, wherever you're at and however you're feeling right now. I hope it is a helpful ally and tool as you deepen into your own self-awareness. 
If you've received medicine from this episode, let me know. Take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Tag me at the Rachel Hodgins. Maybe someone else will see that and land here and receive their own special medicine as well if you do. You never know how you might change someone's day simply by sharing. Also, be sure to jump down and leave five stars and a little review if you haven't already. It takes but a moment, but truly it is such a gift to me and to this show. If you love these episodes, you will love Cosmic Weavings, my brand new monthly membership where each month you receive your very own map and compass to the wild astrological and earthly energies are weaving within and around you. You get deep dive full and new moon write-ups as well as dedicated rituals and journal prompts. You also get a map of the monthly energies and major alignments and some astrology one-on-one, anything that I'm just really wanting to share. So this month, for example, includes a little write-up on Mercury retrograde in Capricorn and what that's really stirring up in terms of your work and your life and where to focus that energy. It's such a delicious new space. And right now, as a special introductory offer, you can sign up and get your first month free. So you can jump right in and get your January guide for free. And you'll also have access to two extra gifts. One is my 2023 visioning workbook, which is 30 plus pages of reflection and intention to help you ground and clarify your vision and energy for the year ahead. And the second gift is my future self guided meditation. These gifts will be available in the portal throughout January, 2023. So jump on in, get access to all of it with your first month free and get ready to dive deeper into the wisdom of the earth moon and stars this year also just a little heads up i've now opened spaces in january and february for my one-on-one wild heart journey which is my feminine embodiment and cyclical living mentorship so my one-on-one coaching is a rich deep dive into womb healing cyclical living earth connection ancestral healing menstrual cycle awareness and we weave some astrology in there for good measure This is the space where we can unravel and reweave threads, stories, conditioning, our own awareness, and we craft a life of feminine enrichment so that you can come home to your body, to your truth, to your power, so that you can trust your process, your energy, your rhythm, so you can unplug from old unserving ways and, and cultural norms and plug into you plug into ancient elemental truth plant your feet back on the earth and remember what it means to be alive to be woven into this world it is so powerful and so delicious if you feel it if you know this is the next step for you jump down to the show notes and book a clarity call with me. And this lets us just have a cuppa together and just chat. You can ask any questions, you can gain a feel, get the vibe. And I can't wait to journey with you beautiful beings and watch you deepen into your own feminine enrichment this year. All right, happy full moon, my love. Go gently, go very, very softly with yourself and those around you right now. Take care and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Weaving the Wild podcast. I'm walking my path here on Jaja Wurrung country and I acknowledge the Jaja Wurrung elders past and present.